Good evening, everyone. I am Gian, the founding pastor for Victory Church, and tonight, July 31st, 2018, a group of us are very happy to be here after enjoyed a wonderful dinner prepared by Miss Penny. Thank you, Miss Penny. That was great. And also, who, who else was helping? Nobody. I did it on my own. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> So you, you told me, Brandon, that you helped. So what, what is the story? I claimed it. story. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good, good. It was great, guys. Thank you, Brandon, for cooking. I, even I saw you all doing some things there. I stirred the bees once. You did? <clears throat> wow. It was tough? It was very hard. I was going to say, Tony opened the cans, but she didn't. I didn't. All right. right. <laughs> Do you need some training for stirring the beans? Patience. Okay. I want to say something, but it's racist. <laughs> I think it's better. <laughs> well, thank you, everyone, for coming up. Gloria, good to see you again. Thank you. Wonderful to have you here. Miss Tony, how are you feeling? Wonderful. Wonderful. Excellent. Brandon, you are just... Brandon. Brandon. <laughs> how are you doing, Miss Deborah? I'm still sore from my fall. It seems like it's getting worse instead of better, but it'll it'll get there. The breezes are beginning to clear up. All right. We'll you will survive, like the song. Yes, All right. That's right. Charlie, how are you feeling? Pretty good. You had a very busy weekend here in the oh, church. Oh yeah. <laughs> Pan packed. Everything was back to back, but we got through it. So. It was good, huh? Yeah. Good job. Good job, guys. Brandon, that, that thing in the, near the pool looks awesome. I love it. Good job, everyone working. Penny and Tony and Mr. Dan and Tyler, too, right? Oh, it looks wonderful. Paul did a great job also with that machine. I always forget the name. Tractor. The, the tractor. No, the other machine behind the tractor. It's not tractor, Penny. Yeah. Tractor, tractor. Bush hog. Tractor and the bush hog. Okay. Mower. The mower. 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 Yeah, that was good. Good job. Just so you know, guys, the Lord blessed us with six acres here in the north part of Odessa. And we have this beautiful Victorian home built in 1905. Can you believe it? And it's in pristine condition. Everything is just wonderful here in, in our church. And, well, we like it very much. Mr. Chad, how are you feeling? Yeah. Good. Good. Oh. <laughs> Dinner was good, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I am interested in knowing what Mr. Al is going to cook for us in the following weeks. Uh, I don't know. We can't skip this a lot. Tuesdays are very busy days for me. You, you can so Brandon prepares. <laughs> I'm usually going back in town until Shorter six. Pizza. <laughs> Just I know, right? Oh, that's a good idea. Cook something to put in the freezer. That's a thought. Never thought about that. Now you know. Now I can cook. I'm gonna cook some hot dogs and put them in the freezer. <laughs> oh gosh! All right. You make cookies too. Are you gonna put them in the freezer too? Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna put them in the freezer. Terrible. Please forgive my friends, you know. It's, it's what happens after you eat, you know. Like uh, we say in Guatemala, happy tummy, happy heart. <laughs> we are tonight studying lesson number 45. 
45 lessons. This is awesome. Chapter 23 of the book of Genesis. And uh, I'm going to ask a volunteer to read the portion that we have from the verse uh, 1, I believe, all the way through 20. The title of this lesson is Sarah's Burial. So, who is interested in reading tonight? Just one, guys. I'll read. I'll, I'll. Okay. I'll read. Okay. Cool. I wanted to read. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> you, well, you want to read. I don't want to read. <laughs> <laughs> so, 23, Sarah, lived to be 127 years old. She died in the city of Kariath Arba, Hebron, in the land of Canaan. Abraham was very sad and cried for her there. Then he left his dead wife and went to talk to the Hittites. He said, I am only a foreigner staying in your country. I have no place to bury my wife. Please give me some land so that I can bury her. The Hittites answered Abraham, Sir, you are a great leader among us. You can have the best place we have to bury your dead. You can have any of our burying places that you want. None of us will stop you from burying your wife there. Abraham got up and bowed to the people. He said to them, If you really want to help me bury my dead wife, speak to Ephron, the son of Zohar, for me. I would like to buy the cave of Mechpalah, which belongs to Ephron. It is at the end of his field. I will pay him the full price. I want all of you to be witnesses that I am buying it as a burial place. Ephron was sitting there among the people. He answered Abraham, No, sir, here in front of my people I give you that land and the cave on it uh, so that you can bury your wife. Abraham bowed before the Hittites. He said to Ephron before all the people, But I want to give you the full price for the field. Accept my money and I will bury my dead. Ephron answered Abraham, Sir, listen to me. Ten pounds of silver mean nothing to you or me. Take the land and bury your dead wife. Abraham understood that Ephraim was telling him the price of the land. So Abraham paid him for the land. He weighed out ten pounds of silver for Ephron. He gave it to the merchant. So the field of Ephron changed owners. This field was Mechpalah near Memre. Abraham became the owner of the field and cave in it and all the trees in the field. Everyone in the city saw the agreement between Ephron and Abraham. After this, Abraham buried his wife Sarah in the cave of that field near Memre, Hebron, in the land of Canaan. Abraham bought the field and the cave in, in it from the Hittites. So this became his property to be used as a burial place. Thank you, sir. Simon. <laughs> well, finally, Abraham is living that experience of letting someone go. It, and it's not an easy experience, you know, 127 years old, Sarah, so Abraham was uh, 137, 38, something like that. And uh, they were married for at least 100 years, you know. Wow, it, it's not an easy thing. And we are going to talk today about that. What happens when we die, right? But let's 
study quickly some interest, interesting facts here with uh, with this passage. Number one is you can see how honorable honorable Abraham was. He asked for a place where he can uh, bury his wife, and this guy said, "Listen, just take the place, right? Use the cave when you want." There is no cause for that. There's nothing for you, nothing for me. But Abraham didn't want to to take advantage of him, right? You know what, guys? Sometimes, just let me open this quick parenthesis here. Sometimes with money, sometimes we are very tight with our money, right? And we just don't know what to do because we have so many things to pay. And there are occasions when, when you are like that, you have to receive the help from others. And it's not easy. It's not easy. When you are not used to that, just receiving somebody's money to pay for things, you are like, oh, you feel awful about it, right? But there are occasions we need, we need to learn to receive. And it's okay to receive sometimes, right? But not always we are just going to receive, right? There are occasions when we receive, when we need the help, but then we need to pay back. That is, that is the example that we see here in Abraham, you know. I know that you sometimes have bad experience and, uh, well, when you are in trouble, you just need help. I need, just need to pay this thing. So you get the money, you pay for that, but later, even if it's slowly, I think it's the right thing to pay back, right? That's being honorable, decent. I, lo I like that very much about Abraham. But we are going to talk about what happens when, when we die, all right? Because it's an interesting topic, and I want us to discuss this today openly, okay? So, the first thing that we are going to say, and you can find that in your notes, is that for us Christians, death is very different than for unbelievers. You know, those who do not have any faith in the Lord God Almighty, in the name of Jesus, they basically are divided in two sections. Those who are called uh, themselves in different ways, but their idea is that when the person dies, cease to exist. It's over. There is nothing else, right? That is one big branch of the opinions about what happens after we die, right? For us, that is a sad way of thinking, right? I just cannot imagine myself thinking that way. I don't see that for myself or for others. But some people believe that. And we need to learn to respect that. If anyone is watching or listening and feel that way, I want you to know that we respect your view. We do not share your view, but we respect your view. And it is important for everyone to know. Some people feel that way. They say, no, after you die, you that's it. You die. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the end of the journey. Now, there is another group of people, which is the second branch of this ideology. They believe that when the person dies, it's being transformed into different things. Some people think that after they die, they are being... Uh, transform into another individual. Some other people believe that when they die they are being transformed into an animal. 
Other people feel that when they die, they are being transformed into some other element in the universe. And uh, some, some call those uh, things reincarnation. You have heard something about it probably, right? So the big difference between those two ideologies and us believers is that basically they think, their view is that once the person dies, basically it's over, right? There is no continue, uh, there is no line, continuing line of existence of, of life, right? If someone feels that way, believes that way, we want you to know that we respect your view, we just don't share your view. And we would like to share now with you what is what we understand the Bible teaches us about it, okay? All right, so now here's where the the topic of what happens after we die among Christians gets exciting. How many of you have seen uh, different, different, different opinions and even fights among churches because, for example, some people like to take communion with real wine <laughs> and other people don't take communion with real wine. Right? There are churches that they have conflicts for that different opinions about the same topic. We agree, they say, in taking communion. But the elements this, the elements that. Fight, division, separation. Two different denominations. Other example, baptism. Some people insist that uh, baptism has to be done in a certain way. And there are others that they say not necessarily. I think that just uh, if I receive a little bit of water in my head, aspersion, right, when I'm a little baby, that's okay, and there is no need for another baptism. And different views create different denominations, different views, correct? And uh, what about the day of worship? There are denominations that they say we need to keep worshiping on Saturdays <laughs> because it's one of the commandments, right? And uh, there are other Believers that they say, no, we, we can worship any day of the week, but especially Sunday because it's the day when the Lord Jesus has risen, right? So, unfortunately, it is sad for many people notice that they are Christians, we are Christians. Apparently, we all should share the same ideas about the Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible, the Holy Spirit, but they see us in two, <laughs> in, in so many conflicts, right? Because of different ways of seeing things. This topic of today, facing death, is exactly one of those controversial topics. And I want you to hear the different views about it. Because like with baptism or communion or anything else, there are different ways of seeing these things. Are you ready for this? All right. So we have several passages, and now everyone is going to read one scripture. Let's let's start with Miss Penny here. The first one is in Hebrews nine twenty seven. Please. And everyone must die, then they are judged. Everyone must die once, right? Mm -hmm. Once, and then they are judged. There is a judgment. There are actually two judgments, but I'm not going to talk about the second judgment now. Okay, I'm going to talk about just the first judgment that this is being referred here. 
This judgment is about the judgment of are you being forgiven or not? Are you being welcomed in the house of the Lord? Are you being welcomed in heaven? Are you being welcomed by the Lord? So are you judged guilty or non-guilty? Right? Innocent or not? That's, that's what he's talking this per, this passage in Hebrews 9.27. Now, we know very well, all Christians agree on this, that we need the forgiveness of our Lord, right? We need that forgiveness and comes by the blood, the death, the name, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, correct? So, this verse, we all agree in one thing. Yes, there is going to be a judgment, but we believers, we are free of guilt. Our sins are washed away. Who can say praise the Lord? Praise the Lord. Right? Thanks to the good Lord. We are not guilty. We are forgiven. Alright. Next scripture. Miss Gloria, please. 1 Corinthians 15 from verse 51 through 52. But listen, I tell you this secret. We will not all die, but we will all be changed. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes. It will only take the time of a second. We will be changed as quickly as an eye blinks. This will happen when the last trumpet blows. The trumpet will blow and those who have died will be raised to live forever. And we will all be changed. Thank you. This passage is connected with 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. That talks about the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and the trumpet. Right? So here is one of the views, and we are going to be introduced to one of the views here first. This view is that for those who are alive when the Lord Jesus comes back and we hear the trumpet, our bodies are going to be transformed, right? This view also sustains that people that have died, they are asleep, They're, then they are going to resurrect correct that is one view are we clear on this view okay let's keep going because here there is more about this uh, next scripture in romans chapter 8 verses 38 and 39 miss tony please yes i'm sure that nothing can separate us from god's love not death life angels or ruling spirits i am sure that nothing now nothing in the future no powers, nothing above us or nothing below us. Nothing in the world, nothing in the whole created world will ever be able to separate us from the love God has shown us in Christ Jesus our Lord. Thank you, Miss Tony. This scripture is referred for another view, which sustains that whenever we die we immediately are going to be in the presence of the lord right because they said nothing can separate us from the love of the lord right so here we we have these two angles <coughs> forgive me <coughs> this is the big dilemma pretty much with what happens when we die basically the two ideas are one is we are going to, when we die, we are going to fall asleep. It is a peaceful sleep, like when we go to sleep, right? We just don't, don't remember anything unless we have a dream. We just go to sleep, we don't feel anything, and eventually we will wake up. That is one view people think 
that way because of what uh, we just read in First Thessalonians 4 and then First Corinthians 15. They say the ones that are alive are going to be transformed and the others are going to resurrect. Correct? That is one view. But the other view is, no, when we die, immediately we go to heaven. And one of the scriptures that they use for that uh, position is Romans chapter 8. Right? That nothing can separate us from the Lord. They say, no, 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 no. Even death cannot separate us from God. We are connected, we are alive, and we go to the presence of the Lord. All right? So, I mentioned earlier that this is controversial because you have basically those two positions about what really happens. Some people feel uh, very sad when they think, so I'm going to sleep then? <laughs> it's not that I go to heaven immediately? And they say, I don't like that idea. i rather think that when I die, actually I go immediately to, to see the Lord in heaven, right? I, I feel more comfortable with that position. Famous preachers on TV and pastors that, that we know that are uh, for many years on TV and they are very uh, respected, they have that difference of opinion. You will find that some of them, they think possibility number one and others possibility number two. And there is a conflict of views. Who is right? Well, <laughs> we know one thing that all those things are a mystery for us until we live that experience, right? Until we really live the experience of dying our bodies, then we will really know what really happens. But I want to share with you other passages that are very comforting, and uh, I hope that that will bring peace to your heart. Let's read the next one, please, Brandon, in Philippians chapter 1, verse 20b through 24. It doesn't matter whether I live or die. To me, the only important thing about living is Christ. And even death would be for my benefit. If I continue living here on earth, I'll be able to work for the Lord. But what would I, what, what would I choose? To live or to die? I don't know. It would be a hard choice. Sometimes I want to leave this life and be with Christ. That would be much better for me. However, you people need me here alive. The same author that wrote in Thessalonians and Corinthians that we will be risen, the same author, Paul, is saying here, this is interesting, he says, if I continue here, in verse 22, if I continue living here on earth, I will be able to work for the Lord, for the Lord, but what would I choose, to live or to die? I don't know, I will be, it will be a hard choice. This is the key part. Sometimes I want to live this life and be with Christ. So you see how controversial this is? Because he is telling us here that whenever he dies, he will be with the Lord. So how is it possible that he is telling us here that he will be with the Lord, but in the other two passages, he says that, those who die in Christ are going to resurrect. It sounds like a, a two different ways of presenting something. You see, for many people, this issue of what happens after we die, 
frighten them, and they don't like to think about it. I think that it's important for us to, to think about it and just continue reassuring our faith by declaring the word of the Lord and reading the scripture, knowing that whenever that happens, whether it's option A, we go to sleep, right, or option B, we immediately go to heaven, we are going to be with the Lord. Those who believe that we go to sleep, they think that during that time of sleep, you really are not conscious about time. So, if you go to sleep, let's say, if that was the case, if you go to sleep and, the, and eventually you wake up and you, you are not aware of all the time that you were asleep, what difference does it make? That makes sense to you? That, that's what they say. they say. You know, it doesn't matter if we go to sleep because we are not going to feel anything. <laughs> we will be asleep, right? But some other people say, I don't like that idea. I want to be with the Lord right away. I, I rather to choose that. I believe firmly that this other position fits better for, for what I feel, right? And here, again, right? It's like the issue with the communion or, or the baptism or the day of celebration for the Lord. You will find different views. Now, the important thing is that we celebrate communion, right? The important part is that we get baptized, right? The important part is that we worship the Lord. That's the important. With what happens after we die is the same thing. The important thing is that we will be with the Lord, that we are forgiven, right? And everyone is going to keep his own opinion about it. There are more scriptures to read. And I will ask uh, Ms. Deborah, please. I can't read. You can read? Yeah, okay. Read. All right. Chad, do you want to read? Or you prefer Al? Ah, okay. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verses 8 through 9, please, sir. So I say that we have confidence, and we really want to be away from this body and be at home with the Lord. Our only goal is to be at peace with the Lord, whether we're living here or in this body, living here in this body or there with Him. And who wrote Corinthians? Same guy that wrote Philippians? The same guy, the same guy Paul. He wrote the same thing. Here's saying the same thing again, right? You see, you see how comforting is this? It seems like even though the position of we are going to sleep makes sense because there are so many scriptures about it, also you find these other scriptures that support the idea of, no, we are going to be with the Lord. Paul said it himself. But I think that is more interesting what the Lord Jesus says. <laughs> Don't you think? Words directly from the Lord Jesus. So, Miss Penny... John chapter 11, verse 25, please. I am the resurrection, I am life. Everyone who believes in me will have life, even if they die. Jesus. <laughs> right? We'll have life. Everyone who believes in me, even if you die. Right? So how excellent is this? I just think it's, it's amazing. It's amazing how the Lord clarifies everything. He says, it doesn't matter. You will have life. Because I am life. I am the resurrection, the Lord says. <clears throat> All right. So now, there are two more passages that I would like us to, to, to read. And uh, Miss uh, Gloria, please. Matthew 17, from verse 1 through 3. Six days later, Jesus took Peter, James, and John the brother of James, and went up on a high mountain 
They were all alone there. While these followers watched him, Jesus was changed. His face became bright like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. Then two men were there, talking with him. They were Moses and Elijah. Thank you. So this is called the Transfiguration. You have heard about it, right? The story is that the Lord took the circle of uh, three main disciples of the Lord Jesus, and they went to pray, and they saw in some point the Transfiguration of the Lord. He was resplendent. And next to the Lord Jesus, there is Moses and Elijah. So no, you know very well that Moses was alive, but eventually he went to heaven. You remember that? It says that the Lord took him. And Elijah was the same thing. Isn't it interesting? Think about it. Because all humans should, after have a life, die, right? But now we have here this scene where the Lord Jesus is there resplendent in His glory in this transfiguration moment and Moses and Elijah are with them. So some people think, well that is interesting because supposedly all of them, they were asleep. Well Moses and Elijah were not. They were not asleep. They were alive. And the Lord Jesus says clearly that He He, he was there. Actually, there is a scripture that says that the, the Lord is the Lord of the living, not of the dead, right? So what really happens after we die? Again, the two of you and everyone needs to make a decision. Well, I feel led that I'm going to, to go to sleep. Eternally, you know, not eternally, but until the resurrection, or option B, I will go to the Lord immediately. But the last scripture about this, Miss Tony, Acts chapter 7, verse 59. As they were throwing the stones at him, Stephen was praying. He said, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. This is a moment when the first Christian was murdered as a martyr, Stephen, the first martyr of the church. And uh, they stoned him to death. Interesting, when they accused him and condemned him and they decided to kill him that way, when they are throwing the stones and hitting him, can you imagine being dead by stones? I mean, I would try to catch the first stone with my head so it could knock me out and I wouldn't feel the rest of it. Oof. I would try to catch it. I would actually go for it so I would get knocked out. Oof. That's crazy. Wow. I never thought about it, though. But probably you're right. Maybe you want to get this done quickly, right? Who knows? But what we know is that Stephen saw the Lord Jesus and said, Receive my spirit. So what that tells you, that there is a transition. If you ask me, well, Gian, we heard you, we see that, we need to think about it and make a decision, okay, but wh what do you think? <laughs> well, what I think is there is a transition. And that transition, I think, that is personal. For some people, I, in my view, this is my view, some people will, will be asleep waiting for the resurrection. And other people will go directly to the Lord. That's my view. I just think that there is a transition 
for some reason, like happened to Moses or Elijah or Stephen, particular cases, probably is going to be just like that, quick. They are not going to, to, to feel the difference, just go there immediately. But maybe not for everyone, right? Because the scripture is true. It cannot be a, a lie. It's, it's true. So if he says that some people will resurrect, it's because some people will resurrect. That, that has to happen because the Bible tells us the truth. Everyone has to have an opinion, right? But what is what we know the Bible says in general is that, that we are safe when we have the Lord Jesus dwelling in our hearts, right? One way or other. But I would like us to, to go to another topic to close this study is that how important it is for us to honor those who transition to heaven before we do. Abraham decided to get a particular special place for Sarah. And perhaps he, he did something there in that place, right? You know, guys, uh, sometimes we just forget those who, who were before us. We just even don't think anymore about our grandparents or our parents. And sometimes we just even forget to honor their memories. And, and we need to think about it because it's, it's very important that we remember them, right? Do you know that our families that they name kids after the grandpa or the uncle or whatever, right? Because it's a way to honor. Actually, I think you are named after your dad, right? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Who's named after his dad? Really? Oh, that's interesting. You know, that's a good way to honor your, fa your father, right? It's, it's good. But I want to give you a couple of uh, things here to think of. Um, I wrote here how important it is to prepare a decent funeral for whoever is going to pass, right? It's not just like, well, it's gone, it's gone, well, it's in heaven, huh? Wow, that's too cold, <laughs> right? I think that for whoever passes and transitions, we, the ones that are still here, we need to think of preparing a decent funeral. We have to do that. We need to think about uh, uh, their tomb. Are we going to, what are we going to do with the body? You know, so, so, some people don't like to think about that in general. They, they don't want to talk about it at all, right? But no, we need to think about it where the body is going to be buried, right? Um, what about legal documents that have to be done? Have you, have you thought about it? You know, and, and how many families that are huge problems because there are no documents stating this or that, right? And one thing is that the document has to be legalized. You know, for whoever has family, that uh, family members that they are getting close to that point, I think that you need to talk with that person about it and make the plans about it, what they want. You know, some people say, you know, for my funeral, I want you to sing this song, I want you to play this song, I want you to read this song, or whatever, right? Uh, somebody says, 
you know, I want you to put uh, to put me this particular outfit. Have you heard about that? I want to go with my baseball cap, with my cowboy hat, whatever, you know, my boots, whatever. Uh, I want to carry my my cane with me, or everyone is different, and we need to respect that, the wishes of someone for their funeral, right? But also the legalities, making sure that the person leaves everything in order, signed, notarized, right? No, my mother said that this chair is for me. No, she told me that all the chairs are mine. Oof. And then the problems that we know. Families get separated because of it. And some people think, that will never happen in my family. <laughs> just, just wait. <laughs> wait and you will see what will happen. You just need to see what happens. Things that you will never thought that people will fight for. Some will. And it's because it's not documented. But the same thing applies to us, right? We need to start thinking, okay, if I pass, if I transition, what do I want? You need to consider those things, right? Cremated or not, buried or not, where is that paid? Or we are just going to pass the bill to the next generation, <laughs> right? Things like that. Um, honoring their memory, it's, it's important too. Honoring their memory. I have seen many posts on Facebook, and, and I am sure that you also have. People saying, uh, X amount of years ago, my mom, my dad, my grandpa, my whoever, past in the and I remember him or her because of this and that you know it's a little something I think it's it's, a, it's one way to honoring their memories it is it's not uh, it's not a bad thing to do that right it may sound morbid but I've already got all my stuff written down you know right it's I know my son and he won't do what I ask if I don't there you go. And it's important to respect your wishes. Now, is that uh, notarized? Who has copies of those documents? I've just got the only copy I need to get. Okay. You see? That, that's the important thing is make it legal and that other people are involved in this. You know, personally, I have been the, the one who has to do that for families. People have asked me to do that in the past. You know, because I am a pastor, they say, Pastor, can you please help us? You know, uh, you know, somebody wants to have you as, what is the word? I forget. It's not negotiator. Exact, exact, Ex executor. 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 Sometimes you'll feel like they're executing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, executor. People have asked me to do that, and I have done that in the past. And uh, mediating with the family, meeting with the attorney, and telling them, guys, we are very sad. Your your mom, your dad, your uncle, your sister, your wife, your son, whoever uh, says 
these are his, hers desires, right? It's part of the things that we need to talk about it, about when we consider death, right? And uh, the other thing that is important is remembering in special occasions. I think it's a good deal, uh, for instance, in their birthdays or Mother's Day, Father's Day, or whatever special day. <coughs> Forgive me. Remembering people that passed, I think it's important too. Remembering them. I don't see anything wrong with pictures of them in your home, in your office, in your wallet, in your phone. Because if you don't put those pictures there, who, who will do it? You know, who will do it? And uh, finally, carry on their legacy and values. I think it's probably the most important thing that we can do for those who brought us here. I was one day in a home and I want to tell you this story because it's so interesting. This son came to see his dad and his mother was dying. So the son is crying and the dad stopped him and said, son, please stop crying. Quit crying. And I need you to hear me what I have to say to you. The father said, you have been a bad son. Your behavior for the last years is just unbelievably horrible. Now you are crying because you see your mother dying. What are you going to do with that? Do you think your tears are going to bring her back to life? Heal her? No. It is unnecessary for you to cry at this point, and you are just upsetting us. And not because you are sad, it's because of your behavior, the father said. And then she, he said, do you want to really honor your mother? Change the way that you live. You, you need to honor your mother by changing your behavior. This father said to the son. I was sitting there. I saw. I am a witness of that story. And I was shocked. <laughs> I couldn't believe what I was listening. Because number one. I can understand as a son. You are sad because your mother is dying. But as a father. I can understand the father. Having a son that has been just awful not carrying on a good legacy, the legacy of, their, of his parents, right? Not carrying good values in his life. I mean, it's a disgrace for the family some, somehow. When we think about our ancestors, we need to think about that. There is a movie, I don't know if you have seen the movie, Return to Me. It's the story of a woman who, she, she was married and died but her heart was, uh, she was a heart uh, organ donor, right? So her heart was given to another lady. And this lady eventually met the widower. It's an interesting movie, Return to Me is the name of the movie. 
At the end of the movie, this guy says, this park that I built, he was an architect, architect. He says, this park that I, has, that I, am, that I have built, I do it to honor the memory of my former wife. He said. And, and those are the things that I want you to think about, my friends. Number one, the views, the theological viewpoints that we discussed, right? You come to a conclusion and you know the Lord will guide you to believe whatever you want to believe, right? But then the other part is preparing yourself for that event. Remembering those who came before us, honoring them, and carry on their legacy. Thinking of what were the principles and the values, what do they believe in? Are we carrying that legacy? And then thinking, if I'm doing this, it's possible that my, my children, my grandchildren, they will carry on the same legacy, right? And with that in mind, I will invite you to, to pray. Pray with me. And uh, let's get uh, at peace with the good Lord. Right? And we shall say, Father, we thank you for your love and your mercy. We believe in the power of the blood, death, and resurrection in name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we receive that forgiveness one more time. That the blood of our Lord washes away all our sins. That you are restoring us, Lord. Transforming us. Making us new. And by faith, Lord, our names are written in the book of life. We have life. We are eternal. And we will be with you, Lord, forever and ever. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for coming up today. And from Victory Church, we say to you, friends, have a beautiful night. Many blessings in Jesus' name.